We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, 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 CMOS girlies. We are coming at you live from Kate's apartment. This is a IRL podcast moment, which we haven't done, I literally think, since like last spring. When we were podcasting twice a week. Shout out to the voice memo girlies if you knew us before a transition to the CMOS domination. Um, it's episode 66. It's a Sunday. Emma and I are both back on a bender of just hanging out with each other for 48 hours on end. Yeah, we have not been this psychotic in a second. Also, this is like the first time where like we haven't been tied down to anyone or anything. So now we're just free back to just being silly billies together. <laughs> Today, yes, been a day. At least past like twelve hours. Yeah. I think I'm in twenty four. Yeah. So it, Saturday, <laughs> yesterday, we hung out. If you're listening to this now, it's Tuesday, and the memes are fucking back. The memes are back, bro. We have been making the memes. We have been mining some incredible content. I hope you are laughing, sharing, doing Please. all the things that you should be doing. I need like all these to go viral. Yeah. Also, if you're listening to this podcast. 
Let us know if the sound quality is better. We get so many hater reviews. Like Kate is talking louder than Emma. The voice is bad. They sound like their microphones suck. Yeah, bro. That's because we don't have microphones. We talk through Zoom. Zoom. And I've, I have a piece of shit computer that is like the worst Dell laptop you can buy, find on the internet. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just a rock. And we record over Zoom, but now we're together. So our audio should be better. We're like sitting two inches apart from each other. Our so voices should be like the equal. same. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, just a quick poll if you can tell whose voice is who. Because I feel like some people, I listen to podcasts and I don't really know whose voice is who. So if that's a fun question for you. But anyways, back to the real stuff. So it's Tuesday. The memes are back. Emma sent me a weird as fuck video one of these nights this week. Of I don't. It'll probably be on the meme page. It'll be the first one. Yeah. And I was like, Emma, where the fuck did you get this video? Why is there like grimes playing <laughs> in the background of this? So then I thought, okay, shit, I got to get some videos too. I searched Brad's doll movie on YouTube and then I go to Instagram story. I'm not going to tell people how we make the memes, but you can kind of fucking guess if you don't have a rock. If you don't have brain, brain cells, I'm, that's on you. It's really that's sad. a problem, not a meme. We've problem. gotten some DMs from people like, how do you guys make memes? And I'm just like, why are we asking here? Come on, come on. Um... Like, it is sad that we have followers. Yes, I am. I attest to that, that it's sad that 20,000 people are live laughing and loving along with us, but it's not that I wouldn't want it any other way, though. Right. So now the memes are a video. We're pivoting to video, I guess. Short form content. Um, so there's going to be a lot of music, but it does add an extra layer for us to make memes. Like, you have to find a song that's funny and quirky and stuff, but we hope that you guys share it to your story. And I hope by the time we're listening to this, we somehow have gained like 10,000 followers. You know, the follower count doesn't matter. It's truly the engagement. That's actually like what we really care about. It's the engaged CMOS girly collective. So the memes are out. This podcast is live. Episode 66 is Tuesday. By the time you've seen this, you probably have also seen that Emma and I have been up to a little bit of something with we the video cameras. We are on a home video school project tour <laughs> experience. Uh, I've been calling it the CMOS girlies movie. <laughs> I don't, I mean, CMOS girlies the movie. Yeah, you guys are probably expecting way too much out of it, but it could be just what you wanted. Uh, someone asked me if I'm making, if we're making a YouTube video or nope. a YouTube channel. No, no. something better Something's and bigger. Better. I mean, we could, re- you know, we can use these video cameras in the future. Like, let's say, except mine is fucked up and broken. Yeah, Emma's is upside down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened, but yeah. So we've been filming stuff, and I'm editing the video now. It'll come out to you when it comes out to you. Do not pressure me, or I could delete all the footage. I'm kidding, I wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really cute video, and it'll explain a lot of what we've been up to this past month while there have been this meme breakage. And the podcasts are still live and like, you know, the same format. The memes are now back. So we're back. Nature's healing. We're back to business. We just needed a little mental break and we do feel more energized. I think it was good for us to have time off and like reflect about you guys probably think like, oh, they just post memes. Like, no, we take this too seriously. Um, projecting we treat it like a business growth. as we fucking should as two girl bosses. <laughs> yeah. So by the time you see the video, you're going to learn a lot about us, what we've been up to. And um yeah, you know, that's all we got to offer. And we're happy that you guys, we have you in the community and we hope that we, you guys like us. Yes. And so um, getting into today's episode, we are going to be talking about wellness as a young person, how it can be like alienating, you know, everyone, I think pretty much in Geneva, the main like age range is like 18 to 24. This is like the prime time to be like messy in your twenties, like go to parties, get blackout drunk, have like kiss on random people. Yeah. But no, most of us are just drinking ashwagandha. Yeah, it's also, we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another factor that has kind of like escalated. I feel like the feelings of FOMO and like missing out, like if wherever you live, the COVID guidelines are a little bit like more relaxed. You're probably like, oh my God, it's like my only chance to go out. We've been inside for three years. Cause I feel that way. I'm like, oh my God, the pandemic took away my twenties. Like, I'm so like sad about that. 
Um, also, wait, we didn't even talk about what we did yesterday and today. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, so, okay, it's it's Sunday. So Emma and I made a plan to link yesterday to film this video project that you guys will see soon. We ate potatoes. We ate potatoes and ice cream. Uh, you guys probably saw- Some our... people eat pastries. We eat potato sundaes. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, we haven't done one of those in a while. Mm-mm. And then we were playing around Bob's Red Mill, the little, um, the, the bobblehead guy. We should honestly make bobbleheads of ourselves. I mean, that's a little bit like narcissistic, but I think it would be Who gives funny. a shit? I want just like Austin. I just want Austin Bob just like hanging out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll do that one day, TBD. But we did that. And then we parted ways at like 10 and mm-hmm. we sent out a form that you guys have filmed out. I guess they already know what supple is at this point. So welcome to supple. You don't know much about it, but the video will explain what supple is basically. So if you sign up with your email to that form, you'll be getting the video link. Uh, it'll be a private little link. You can watch it and revel in our video magic and see our fucking faces if you never have before. And then we decided that we were going to go get brunch today on Sunday at our, one of our new spots. And I don't know if we should gatekeep it or not. Um, it's in the Lower East Side. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you can get it's brunch. In a, it's in a building. So Emma and I are not vegan anymore. I think some of you guys still don't know that. So while we were vegan in New York, there's like three places you could fucking eat at. You can um, eat at Champ Steiner, you can eat at Zoe's, and you can eat at Butcher's Daughter. <laughs> I forgot about Champ Steiner. Holy shit. Yeah. So we're now open to all foods. Meat, bacon, cheese, whatever. Mm-hmm. Give me the pork No products. restrictions at all. So we ate like, what the fuck was it? Is it eggs? It was called Oleg. O-L-E-G. It was like, it truly was um like stuffing, like literally yeah. like savory, like Mexican stuffing. With like barbecue pork and like three eggs on top. And like <laughs> chunks of bread. And then we got two pancakes that were mid. One they of them mid. was like marshmallow s'mores. And the other one was bacon and like peanut butter. Like what? And we got coffee. Like true Midwest behavior. And then we got bacon on the side. And it was like this establishment. It was all like blue collar dudes working. And like three men made different comments like, oh, you guys ate so much. Like, like clean plate club, you yeah, know, like a gold, gold star. star. And I was like, yeah. Be- okay, and I were also talking about this. I think like if you were once vegan, you're so used to like volume eating that it's like, yeah, I can like eat so, so much. much because like my body's just like so you see literally eating lettuce potatoes. Yeah, like if you were ever in the freely banana camp, like it's so hard. I think now, like I I know so many people that just eat a granola bar and they're like satiated for five hours, and I'm like, actually, I'm not. Like I I can't do that. Um, so we got all the food and then we also had our video cameras there and they were like, Oh, nice home video. Cameras. And they were obsessed that we were from the Midwest. We had to like show our fucking IDs and whatever yeah. vaccine cards. So then we wandered around and we were actually going to order more because we were still hungry. They gave us the, bill. do not underestimate two girls and our appetites. And they, they gave us the bill before we said we were like done eating. And I was like, okay, well, we can't really like start a new tab. <laughs> this is so fucking weird. So then we decided like, let's just wander around and go somewhere else. So mm-hmm. we like stopped in a few establishments underwhelmed underwhelmed by everything of course and it was like midday on a Sunday everyone is out like for their drunk brunch Emma and I were like entirely sober just like you know have went to bed at 10 p.m with her magnesium yesterday full of energy um so we wandered for a good three hours and we decided we hated all the places we stopped by and both of us were going to part ways to work out and then we had to record this podcast we're going to do it like 8 p.m like what are we thinking and we were walking around gonna go buy coffee and I was like bitch we both like let's just go back to my apartment and let's record the pod and then let's go get dinner yep so Emma and I are in our boyfriend era where we're each other's boyfriend and we're just spending <laughs> the days together, like just as if we were just a significant other. So we're going to get dinner later at, um, what's it called? Kanji Village. Village. 
Emma's been there before. I have not. So I, I think it was there like last Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. The ambiance seems great. Um, maybe we'll record more video clips there and include it. You guys will probably see some content on the stories. Yeah. Some we've been sharing story. our secret little lives. The best, literally it's been the best, best past 24 hours in both of our Instagram stories. It's just been the most <laughs> random. Like I don't know. We're hogging up all the feeds. Everyone's feed. No one slid into my DMs asking about the ice cubes and the potatoes, <laughs> but like that serves a lot of fucking questions. Um, also I was shocked I didn't get more DMs like oh my god Ty Haney commented on your post yeah we've been communicating with her in ways um, we got homies lined up to support <laughs> our CMOS universe so watch out for that collab possibly um, but that's our weekend you know we've been thinking a lot about kind of how it ties to this podcast with like social alienation yesterday Emma and I were talking about like god it sucks when like it's cold outside you feel like you're an introvert. You don't want to go out. Like, you don't know how to make friends. Is there even a way to make friends now? Yeah. So we were struggling yesterday. We're like, okay, when we were in college, like our weekends used to be so much more packed because we had homework to do and assignments. And now like once you're in the real world, like working a nine to five and having a full-time job, a lot of people get like blackout drunk to just forget that they go to work on Monday. And Emma and I don't do that. And the weekends feel like they drag on sometimes. Mm-hmm, like if, I'm just like so fully alert. I'm like, okay, I already did my groceries. I already did laundry. Like I'm going to bed at 10 and I don't have Like to I don't like, treat my weekends as like a weekend. Like yeah. I feel like most people are like, oh, nothing matters. Like no rules exist. Like I'm just going to like lay around and like not think about yeah, do anything time or anything but like that's like always on my mind <laughs> yeah unfortunately we're preoccupied so we had a little spiral yesterday as well so I think today was our our break from mm-hmm. us trying to relate to the normies <laughs> yeah we were walking around pretending like we're with our like massive friend group of people um and yeah we're just gonna finish off our day with like some Asian meat later so that's that's in the CMOS girly fashion but Let's get into the questions you guys asked a lot in Geneva. Um, once again, if you guys are new here, hello, follow the meme page, listen to the podcast, go sign up for our community platform because that's where you're going to learn about everything. If you're interested in this little video project we're doing, you better be in Geneva, the CMOS Girlies app linked in this podcast, or you will not watch the video. We're not releasing this to the fucking masses. It is exclusive. The community aspect is very important to Emma and I. So we're gatekeeping. We are gatekeeping. So you have to sign up for the community app. It's all free. I also got some DMs like, is there an age requirement? And I was like, no, no. you could be five. I don't care. <laughs> Get some young This doesn't sound like only fans shit. This is like us like literally trying to talk into a $50 camera from Amazon. Yeah, like don't worry. We are about like it. in like Brandy Melville. <laughs> yeah, like don't worry about it. But yeah, I got some DMs recently that people are like, oh, is there an age like you have to be 18 to join your platform? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I thought you were talking about there was an age restriction to watch the video. I was like, why would there be? Oh an age no, age? yeah, Emma and I are like naked in a fucking video to sell you guys. Uh, no, shit. anyone can join Geneva. I think you probably have to be eighteen, like in their terms and conditions. But like, no, oh, we, you know, we have a CS. You just have 14. to have a phone number. You yeah. need to have a self, like a number associated with you. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast. So if you're like twelve and don't have a phone. Well, I don't know how else you'd be listening to the podcast on your mom's iPad. Yeah, <laughs> bring back iPad kids. I love. I wish. I had Dude, I just start walking around New York City iPad with wired headphones and like carry it. I need that in my life. That'd be like an arm workout though. I'm down for it. Listen, listen, we're going to do a live tweet reading at the end of this, but I tweeted something that was like really like yeah, important and it kind of ties to that. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of you treat know, everything like a workout. Basically. There's a new, a lot of you girl, girlies never have heard a live podcast, um, uh, a live reading. tweet reading. I'm going to have private Twitters and like some of you guys request me and I have no idea who the fuck you are. No offense. You're just not going to get in to my tw- Twitter. You can try it again. Um, I think we should make new names though. Yeah. So like our first iterations, the second episode of the podcast Sorry, this intro is also very rambly. I don't really care. This is our podcast. 
Mine was vegan made and Emma's was spirulina lady. Yeah. Now I am vitamin E girl and you're Miss Ketosis. I think we need a third iteration. Yeah, we're in our like new era. I'm going to be like gelatin girl <laughs> <laughs> or magnesium mama. <laughs> Peptide baby. Yeah, probiotic. I was going to say pussy. Probiotic. <laughs> princess no because we were both like pfizer princess when we got vaccinated um we'll do some psyllium husk something <laughs> we'll think about that that'll be towards the end of the podcast um but yeah let's get into episode 66 yeehaw our next partner is a product that emma and i take every single day i started taking athletic greens because i wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together the taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, CMOS girlies, did you know dates are hot right now? No, no, we're not talking about dinner dates with your crush. We're talking about these delicious sweet superfruit. We're here today with our friends at Julie's. Dates are trending and for a good reason. Julie's dates are a perfect sugar sweet swap as you ditch refined sugar and start your new year strong. They may look ugly, but they taste like caramel and they're loaded with antioxidants and they're low in the glycemic index so they won't make you crash. Dates are delicious on top of a dessert potato or a bowl of oats. Julie's dates have more potassium than a banana per ounce, so they're good for recovery for our fitness girlies. These dates come in the cutest boxes with sustainable packaging, and they're farm organically grown as well, which will make you smile. So if you want to try out Julie's, you can use code CMOSGirlies at checkout for 20% off your order. Now back to the show. All right. Wellness as a young person. What's up to our young people? So Emma and I are a little bit older now, more mature. (laughs) We've been through college. We've been through high school. I didn't really give a shit about wellness until maybe the past few years. So I didn't really care in all of high school. So can't speak to that dynamic. Um, What it would be like to take supplements when I was 12, I guess, or something like that. But I think the biggest pinpoint that a lot of you guys are going through is college. So Emma and I both went to school in New York City, which is definitely a unique environment compared to the normal traditional college experience. Like NYU, there's kids that are just like filthy rich that go out for brunch every single day. And I think that was the way that I felt the most alienated coming from the Midwest. Like Emma and I talk about this off the pot all the time. We were talking about this in our walk today. Like my parents would never just allow for us to go to expensive restaurants and like order takeout from Sugarfish and like buy 
groceries from Whole Foods even. Mm -hmm. Like I would just microwave like pizza and eat like chicken breasts and potatoes for dinner. Like very Midwest. My brothers and I literally were eating like hot dogs that we cooked in the microwave. (laughs) Yeah. So I never really had like, I think a lot of people that listen to podcasts too have had like parents that are into wellness, Mm -hmm. um, which has influenced how they eat and like what, you know, what food is in your pantry. Like I didn't, I didn't know what an omega-3 was when I was 15. I wasn't like selecting snacks of like, oh, this one has like ashwagandha in it. And this one has coconut butter in it or something. It was just very normal standard American diet food. So then when I moved to college and I like realized like all these kids were just like charging their parents credit card to like do all these crazy lifestyle things. This is probably more just true to like being in New York city than anything, but that was the most jarring thing where I was like, holy shit, I can't keep up with the Joneses. Like I have to like go get a job in order to like go get brunch from Jack's wife, Frida with these like girls that I barely know. So at that point I was like, Oh God, I don't think I'm ever going to be in a friend group. Like there's some people that, you know, who we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> this is how actually how Emma and I became friends. There was like a group of girls that would go out and get brunch all the time. And we never went and we were like associated with this friend group, but we never like actually went and like did any of the activities with them. Cause like a, so like, expensive. yeah, I, I'm, I can't spend or justify like spending $75 on a plate of pasta. Yeah. On my, and like on my parents' credit card. Like yeah. I would have felt my so parents guilty. would have yelled at me. Yeah. I would have been like killed. Um, so that was like an interesting point where Emma and I became friends through that because we were like, yo, we cannot keep up with this group and then get our nails done and hairs done and like go just drop. And I think Kate and, and I also like are very similar in the sense of like, we like to be like productive and also like, like I like always like grew up having jobs. So it's like, I was always working and everything. I think yeah. like, just like having that sense of like being like fulfilled through like other endeavors. Yeah. And I'm not going to say the word productive because we're going to talk about like toxic productivity, which I think Emma and I are both like culprits of. We yes. do, we do have this ingrained in us that we have to be doing stuff at all the time, which I've been working to undo. Like today, for example, like I thought like, okay, I need to like finish something for content. I need to finish this, um, assignment that I have for another brand. I need to edit this podcast. But then I was like, okay, it's a Sunday. I'm 23. I actually don't fucking have to do it. So I think when I say off the cuff, like, oh, I want to be productive on the weekend when you guys probably cringe and think that's really annoying. I think we just mean balanced and routine oriented. Like I like waking up at the same time on the weekends versus the week. I like just eating kind of the same stuff. I like and I think it's just like a way to have like some sense Balanced of like control or, in your life. And like, yeah. I think like everyone has to like be like in control to like some degree and yeah. like that just like, it's going to require, you know, different things for different people. Yeah. I think for me, if I have too much of an imbalance between like my weeks, like let's say I wake up at 6am to go to the gym on the weeks. And then on the weekends, I'm like, just not doing any of that, that balance between like the really intense week and then the super relaxed weekend might work great for you. That just doesn't work well for me. Like Mm -hmm. I would prefer to just have like an hour to chill during the week than just like such an imbalance. So I think when we say like routine on the weekend, that's what we mean. It's not like you have to like go do like, like eat spinach on the fucking weekends and like not have fun. But I think that's just something we've grown into. And also like, once you have a job, you really just don't have all this like free time to fuck around. Um, like I cherish the time that I have to just be an idiot and like really think about how I want to spend that time. Yes. Um, versus when I was in college, I think like it was busy, but it was a different type of busy. I think the most free that I ever felt from time was right when I quit playing college volleyball, because I had to, you know, you had to learn, like I have to lift twice a day. I have to do my homework and go to class and go to work. So when I didn't have to go to volleyball, I had all this free time. And so 
what I, what, we get a lot of time management tips too. And I think that's really hard for us to advise because I don't know what your extracurriculars are and what's important to you. But that's why I think the weekend schedule is something that is important, right? Mm-hmm. Not saying you have to fall down the, the stupid that girl aesthetic and like roll out your, your yoga mat and like be super aesthetic with your weekends. But I think it is good to have like some goals or like tasks you like want to accomplish on the week. Um, Emma and I were just talking about Sunday scaries and I just don't feel like I ever have them because I feel like I did enough on the weekends to prepare for my week ahead. It doesn't like, and I don't like ever like, I mean, allow myself or like, I don't even like, I always feel very like level-headed throughout the weekends. Like I don't feel like disoriented or like, you know, sleep deprived, et cetera. So like, I'm able to go into the week with like a clear mind and like not overwhelmed. Yeah. Like I've never hit like, hit like a bus on like Sunday and I suddenly have to like buy all my groceries, do laundry, finish a task for work do this and do that. Like I do it throughout the weekend to like mitigate that like Sunday scary mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, the next two ones that we got a lot of questions about are like diet culture on college campus and binge drinking. Yeah. I think that was the biggest thing. I always talk to my parents about this with New York that just the different lifestyle versus the Midwest in New York. Like I get so many comments on my body when I'm in the Midwest about like, okay, you don't eat that much. Or why are you eating like spinach? You must just like, you should just eat a burger. Like all these kind of coded comments about like, you need to eat more or why are you, why are you running? Why are you exercising? So it's, it's weird. And then when you're in New York, everyone's like, says all the really toxic shit. Like, oh, all I had today was a coffee. It's like, yeah, it's triggering in like very different ways. Yeah. And so I feel really out of touch with both of them. And I think now with you know, I do go to like the little like workout classes and stuff in New York here and there. And so when I'm kind of around those people that do spend a lot on their, like uh, their dispensing, dispensing, disposable income, I don't want to say dispensary, disposable income on really elitist habits. I just like have to kind of tone it out or tune it mm-hmm. out because I can't keep up with that lifestyle. But yeah, then when I go back to the Midwest, I feel so alien for like going on a run sometimes. I'm like, why can't I do that? It's like, you feel guilty for like doing what's good. Then also like you feel guilty for like not feeling like you're doing quote unquote like enough. Yeah. Like New York, I never feel like I'm doing enough. Like there's so many people that are really into fitness and also like a lot of it is like toxic too. So I'm just like, what is the fine line? And I think that I've kind of had this too, like personal journey. Like, am I, is this good intentions behind this exercise or is this for me to like make up for something that I think I did before and also it's like too it's like everyone like you know is very like performative and like how they like go about like expressing their wellness on social media so like they could say like oh yeah I like I love like working out and like if they only post about SoulCycle you know you can like assume that like oh that's like all they do they just like do like five spin classes a day but also it's like we actually have like no idea how much like movement people are doing I think that's like what's really like damaging and like scary about like social media is that like it's so easy to like compare but it's like you don't even know like the full story and so that's why it's like I can't even like really even like go there as like a source of like truth because it's like none of it is true. Yeah. And also like, if you think about it too, like now the someone, or if you're thinking about how someone is posting, like I don't post everything I do most of the time because it's like the photos I take look like shit. (laughs) I'm going to always talk about like, oh yeah, I could share more of like what I'm eating, but it like looks like garbage. And I'm just like, don't care to show it to people. So then I think when you're, you're projecting onto a stranger, like YouTubers, vloggers, influencers, anyone yeah, like by definition of just like life, you're not going to show every single moment. And so I think as you get older, you like tend to follow follow that stuff less because you just like care about your own habits. Like that's kind of how I've had to do build running is that like the only person I'm competing against is myself. I don't want to have to compare my habits and what I eat before my run, what I eat after my run to other fucking people. And that's kind of why I just like sort of keep like my like 
workout and like kind of like my like wellness stuff like kind of alone. like alone and like yeah like I'll share products here and there but I'm just like I like just like kind of need to stay in my own lane and like really just like focus solely on like how this like benefits me and not like compare myself to others and I think like that's like really the only way you can kind of like break from like that like toxic relationship with whether it's like food or exercise and I think another point I want to make too like as much as I love giving advice this podcast is very much our opinions about health and wellness I think Geneva can be a little bit of a tricky place too when you guys are going there for like questions and advice about very specific things what supplement should I take and then a stranger across the globe is giving you advice on that like on my TikTok I get so many fucking questions like Kate what supplement should I take in a day and I'm like I actually have no idea what you eat every single day I have no idea if you are deficient in anything I know I don't know how much you move I don't know like how like how much you have to spend on wellness products and so you need to figure that out for yourself like we just need to like throw you guys in the deep end and like really analyze what the fuck you're doing just because your favorite like influencer is buying like poppy prebiotic soda does not mean you have to and does not mean that it's going to fucking help you like we're we definitely want to provide like some information and like support and like kind of help guide you but i ultimately at the end of the day everything is like so individual that like you have to ultimately like make the best decision for yourself and yeah it can be hard when there's like so many products so much like conflicting evidence and so i think like we try to like weed through and like comb through you know, all like that garbage that we do get thrown at us. But, and I think that just like comes with like growing up and like trusting yourself more and like being able to like make those decisions, but it can be like super scary for sure. Yeah. And I think the next part of this is about drinking. So I'm someone like, I didn't really drink in college at all. I never went to parties. I was always like kind of scared. I didn't, I, you know, I was scared too. Like my mom was a volleyball coach. And so she dealt with like helping kids get placed into college recruiting wise. And I just always heard my parents always just kind of scared me that like old boomer mindset of like, if there's a photo with you with a red solo cup, like your employer, not going to hire you. Like you're going to get rejected from college. Like there was this scary story when I was a junior in high school, I was antisocial as fuck. I didn't go to parties. I was never invited to a party, but there was this one summer where all of these kids that were seniors going to college, they were all accepted to college already. They all got busted for underage drinking. Half of them were all going to really elite schools like university of Virginia, Harvard, Yale, And you have to report if you have an underage thing on your transcript. And so like half of them got their admissions to their dream schools rescinded. I was just ingrained with that since I've been 14. I think like this fear that it was somehow going to fuck up my future if I drank underage. So I never did. Even though my parents were probably just like, didn't like they probably wanted me to go party and be a fucking idiot more, not be so straight edge. I just never got into it. I think it is like a fear thing that I was like, I don't feel comfortable drinking around strangers. I feel like I'm not going to get home safe or I'm going to pass out or something like that. So I didn't really drink. And the only time I drink now is on like first dates. And, you know, now I'm in my inevitable celibate era. I have no desire to go back on dating apps. And so I don't really buy alcohol. Um, It's like a cost that I just don't really care about. I don't feel anything from it. I mean, I feel like it's like kind of sad to drink alone. And since I don't hang out with people, like I'm not going to like go and like buy a bottle of wine. I mean, I feel like I got drinking out of my system in high school. And I think just like having so many experiences where I did feel like shit and like hungover, I kind of realized like, oh wait, I don't like this feeling. I think like once I like moved to New York and like I had to like work on the weekends and do what, do stuff. I was like, oh wait, like I actually like need to like feel well. So like I'm capable of of like working and just like, you know, doing my homework and like not feeling like crap. And so I think because of that, I just like learned how good it just like feels to not feel like shit. And that's kind of like, you know, when you're like never sick and you do get sick, like I'm always like, holy shit, this This is like the worst. And so I think it's just like, again, setting myself up for like success whatever that means that if that just like means like being able to like get through my day and like I just like I hate feeling like shit so like that's why I like don't really drink and like it does kind of like I'm also just like a lightweight so when I do drink I'm like well I know this is gonna like 
kind of fucked me up in yeah. some way. Yeah. And I agree. I think too, this is the next point where we're about like FOMO with COVID. Um, I felt this throughout the pandemic, like when it started to become more safe to go out. And I kind of noticed that friends that were more acquaintances, like Emma's my only like real friend. Um, but people that I kind of knew were like going to social functions or going out and I would tap on their Instagram story and like see people were at mm-hmm. bars and clubs again. I was like, oh my God, I've been inside in sweatpants for a year. This FOMO that I've never really felt, I feel so escalated. This idea that we've been sitting inside, I'm ruining my twenties. There's this whole mantra of like, I'm, you know, you, you peak in your twenties. It's the hottest part of your life. And like, fuck this COVID, I have to stay inside. Right. Not in like a right wing, like Republican way. Like we're going to go like go against mandates, however. But once it started to become safe, I think people had this idea that like, oh my God, stuff might get locked up again with the new variants. Like I have to go out. I have to go out. There's never going to be an opportunity to go out again. And I felt that way too. Like in the early fall, I was kind of like, fuck, do I just go and go out to these things just to know what it's like to be a young person? And I think it deeper down, there's this whole mentality that, you know, don't age. If you have gray hair, it's ugly. Wrinkles are ugly. I want to peak like, as I don't ever want to like peak when I'm young. Like I want to be cool when I'm 30. I want to be cool when I'm 40. I want to be cool when I'm like 70, you know? And I think that's another toxic thing that people feel like in order to maybe, I felt this pressure with dating that I'm like, oh my God, if I don't meet someone when I'm 25, I'm fucking cursed and I'm never going to get married one day. And I think that pressures on women specifically that like, you have to be so hot when you're in your young twenties that I think this pandemic has also made people feel so alienated socially. It's either like, I'm not going to go out. I'm just going to like turn off my phone and go meditate in the woods, or I'm going to be in this whole like sceney culture and wear my Abritzia Melinda pants, whatever the fuck, and do that whole thing. Um, so I think that's another thing that's like made it really hard to focus on like what habits make you happy and like try not to feel the FOMO um, in the pandemic. Yes. And then that kind of gets into like, you know, social media, I think is like the biggest thing where I think like this contributes to like being wellness is like, a young person with like normalizing of like eating disorders. And I think so many who have recovered, it can be like a very like slippery slope and like very triggering. I think like how wellness is kind of um, almost like marketed towards everyone is very much like this like aesthetic vanity kind of like way where it is like very much like eating disorder, like has many undertones of like eating disorders or like disordered eating. And I think it gives people problems they never really Mm -hmm. had. I think even when I felt recovered, I think then there's like a new diet or lifestyle thing that it's like kind of gets me back to this weird mindset about like, I'm doing something because I don't like my body or I'm doing something because I want to restrict. Like, even though the, the, the behavior on the surface, whatever restrictive tendencies or like weird eating disorder tendencies that are bad you've had, they come up in new ways. Like, I feel like it's some sort of like a root vegetable and there's like new sprouting seeds that are different things because like I, you know, I went to recovery and I was recovered, came to New York, whatever. And then one summer when I went home, I was just in this terrible state. And I got like into this huge exercise addiction was over exercising. And I never had that before. Like I fucking hated running. Like I didn't want to work out more, you know, that wasn't my eating disorder before. So it, a new thing came up for me. And I think that's always the scary part about recovery that like, to be honest with you girls, like we live in a society, like literally everything is going to trigger you. Mm-hmm. Like it was triggering for me when these like fucking blue collar dudes were like, oh, you guys finished all of that. Like, like, yeah. Did I kind of second guess and like feel like weird for a second? Absolutely. Yeah. Like what am I supposed to do? And that's also what I literally hate about social media. I think there's a lot of these like quote wellness gurus that say like, you got to clean up your social media feed and like whatever. It's like, 
you honestly you can't control what other people do to yeah because then when you go out into the real world and someone does say like something so flippant like yeah you're gonna be like holy shit yeah like you have to develop thick skin and unfortunately like yeah it's like hard and I don't think like I will ever like feel like comfortable and safe in many situations unfortunately but like and like yeah I could probably work harder and like fix that but also it's like I just like know that like I will be uncomfortable yeah I think like 80% of your life you know the people you follow on social media if you're in college right now mute the people that give you FOMO that is the biggest thing that I did that gave that made me feel better like when I was a freshman I remember that was the point where I felt like I really had to figure out what the cool places were in New York because I'd only been here for a little bit I was like what are these nightclubs like tapping into the stories like seeing the location I just started muting all those people and they floated away and away and away. And in my junior year, I was never seeing these people. And so I stopped feeling FOMO to like hang out with a random group that I wasn't fucking friends with. This is the next thing. So you can control your social media feeds. You can control what your, your media you're consuming and the lifestyle you live. You can control your intimate relationships to a degree, right? If someone says something you don't like, and they're a very good friend, you can figure out a way to nip it in the bud. I've had plenty of conversations with my mom, my sister, just saying like, you can't do this. You can't do this just please respect me and like talk about it this way because this triggers my eating disorder, whatever people at the end of the day, love you for you. And they don't want to trigger you. There are some fucked up people that will just say stuff to be harmful, but that's not a friend anyways. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you have that is an enemy. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you have toxic family members or people that you might have to keep in your life or like coworkers that say triggering things and you don't feel like you have that boundary or like you can create a boundary with them. Um, it does get easier with time. And I think you find new ways to rephrase it. A lot of what I do, because I am like someone that if I have a serious conversation, I will just break down in tears. Every time I try to bring up something like this, I just start crying. And I've, I've really kind of tapped into my sensitivity more like in the past years. But when I was like 17 and 18, and I like told my mom, like, I think I have an eating disorder when I was 17, I couldn't spit out the word. I could not spit out the word. I just started crying as soon as it happened. And I couldn't, it felt just so minimizing. Cause I really like that. I'm like a strong speaker. I've worked on public speaking a lot and feel like I always have a coherent storyline. So when it gets to something that I really care about and I just fall apart, I'm like, fuck, like I failed. Like I failed to convey to my point that this is a serious thing that I want help on. Right. And so whenever I've had to bring up boundaries with people, one thing that I do that I like learned in public speaking, when I did model UN in high school, talk to yourself, stare yourself in the eyes in front of a mirror, like talk to yourself and it's, it's kind of awkward. It's kind of weird, but you're looking at another person yourself. And even if you start like crying at yourself in the mirror, it might feel awkward, but that is something that's really helped me like have a one-liner that I know I'm going to say whenever an argument or a conflict comes up. Um, Cause it is really hard if you're on the spot and you want to just like project this huge wound you have, or like a pain point you have, you do have to kind of practice it like a robot. Um, so I think that's one way that you can kind of fix that. But like I was saying, of your life is going to be the media you control, the people that you do like and like you, so you can regulate that. But 20% of it, you're going to go to a restaurant. There might be calorie counts on the fucking menu. I hate when they do that. (laughs) Peanut butter, it says how many calories are in it. People on TikTok, there's going to be stupid shit on your algorithm, right? Like I could be triggered by like, 20 things in a day. I almost would love to do that as a social experiment, like write down like everything that triggers me in some sort of way. But like, that's life and that sucks. And it sucks that all of us have had some sort of disordered relationship with food. But I think that's a growing point. Um, you're going to be a stronger person if you can figure that out. And yeah, it's it sucks. But eating disorder, diet culture, it's all out there. Yes. And then like, kind of like, I think again, like having family members who like maybe don't really understand or like relate to you. Like I know, 
it's gotten better, but I feel like whenever I would go home in college, my parents would always just be like, Emma, like, what, like, what are you doing? Why are you like buying these like weird things from the grocery store? Like, why are you yeah. eating like your weird like oatmeal? Or like sometimes like my family would comment on like, oh, your breakfast is like so big and everything. And it's yeah. like these are just like this is like how I operate. Yeah. And I think it can be like really hard to like, you know, when you go home, you obviously like want to partake in like family things and like, you know, have family dinners and like do everything. And I think like one thing that I've had to learn, like growing up is just like, I can't be so selfish and like have everything my way. And I think like having to just like allow myself like the freedom to just like, okay, you're just going to like enjoy like having dinner with your grandparents. Like I'd always like freak out so much whenever I'd like get dinner with my grandparents. And then I would like have to like order something from like the menu, like from the side option, because like I was still vegan at the time. And they'd be like, oh, like, why are you just ordering like French fries and spinach? It's like, cause this is like literally like oh, what I can kind of like eat, even though like it's gotten easier now that I'm like not vegan and everything, which I think has been like a huge like thing that has like helped me kind of like get through like the whole like the social aspect of like eating out. Yeah. But I think just like, yeah, like having like family members, you know, when you're not around them all the time, like you are going to like grow and change. And so when you go back and like see them, they're not going to like, they're going to like, obviously be like very surprised and caught off guard if you're like doing different things. It's like the last time that they saw you, like, that's what they're going to associate you with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, again, like, yeah, like sh- explaining your like wellness, like how you eat or like operate as like a human is just like so difficult. And I think too, the biggest part that's made it easier. Cause I've had that same dynamic, mm-hmm. like, okay, oh, you're eating so much. You're like, why are you eating this? Or like, mm-hmm. why don't you try to eat this and stuff? And, um, the biggest thing that I think has helped me is having a justification for your habits. Yeah. I think obviously if you're starting to take a supplement or you're doing any routine, you should know why you're doing it yes. point blank. <laughs> like you shouldn't just start taking chia seeds because you want to, and then just like be spending money on that. So I hope that all the routines and habits you have, there is some reason for it. And I think finding a way to voice that to someone, um, like my mom cares a lot about like health and wellness. And so I'll often like bring up different supplements and stuff I'm taking to her. Like my dad is literally just like, <laughs> it was funny. He was like, just post about some, some, the, the weird like green powder you drink on TikTok one time. Like he, he is so doesn't care about it at all. Right. Like super masculine, just like, doesn't care about the type of shit. But I will talk to my mom and be like, oh, I took this supplement because it's more bioavailable than this one. And this is why I justify the cost here or whatever, whatever. So figuring out kind of like how to talk to people about it, because like some people are not going to give a fuck. Like my dad's just like, do they have any vegan shit at this place? And I'm like, yeah, they do, dad. We can eat here. It's good. Um, And I think just curiosity, like I kind of think about like we probably spend a lot of time thinking about health and wellness generally. Mm -hmm. Right. Stuff that I don't think about. Let's think like my hair nails, a car, my mortgage, like diapers for a child, you know, if my aunt, like one of my cousins was just talking about like her mortgage and like her child for a very long time. And then when the conversation flipped on me, like they were just asking about my eating habits. Right. So it felt like it was like a personal attack almost that I was like, why do we care so much about it? But it's like, I also have prioritized this in my life. So it is like a talking point for Mm -hmm. other people to project onto me. Like I would never ask my dad about like, what's your makeup routine? But I would ask him about like, what is this work thing like? So I think just not being on the defensive is like something that I've had to work on. And I still, it's a struggle point for me. Um, but yeah, I think that's like a, a difficulty of explaining. And I also think with, we were talking about earlier, so we're no longer vegan, but there are difficulties of like eating on a restricted diet with you, if you have health issues, right? Like I'm imagining the girlies out there that are like SIBO protocol, mm-hmm. or like after like the FODMAP, FODMAP diet, yeah. like that seems like it is, you probably just are able to just not justify it, but explain it to people better. Like I have this serious diagnosis. Like I will actually have an issue if I eat any of this stuff. But I think when it's like, I'm trying to be vegan or I'm trying to be paleo or keto or whatever you're trying to to do um that's going to be harder to like have the conversation so 
Yeah. And then the next thing we get a lot of questions about dating and wellness. Oh, brother. <laughs> brother. Um, so I, it always comes up, you know, I have some screenshots of like funny dating texts. Like the guys that I'm with always will like text me a photo be like, is this a good supplement? Or like, is this a good kombucha? And I'm like, wow, I actually hate myself for making all these straight men healthier. <laughs> like, that's like a funny, like a trait that I've noticed that all these guys so get many, healthier. They are, they're always like, oh, I bought magnesium because of you. I know. Yeah. That's like <laughs> our, like tech, our text on our gravestone of like, my gut is healthier because of Kate Glavin. Like, okay, cool. Good for you. But I don't know. I think Emma and I are so open because probably we view health and wellness as more of a job for us. So it feels yeah. like it is like a little bit more, um, of something we can communicate about. But I think in my earlier days of health and wellness, I did feel insecure kind of saying like, I'm vegan. <laughs> like I, was, I feel like I would always like downplay like how much I cared about like how much I knew or how much I knew to like people just say I wanted to like come up as like cool. cool. And it's like, there's something cool or sexy about like going to bed at like 9 30 PM and like taking a multivitamin drinking apple cider vinegar water. Yeah. And I think with guys like we've, we've kind of talked about, sorry, my demented computer. We've kind of talked about how I think a lot of guys and gym bros, like normalize a lot of like disordered eating behaviors. Like if you looked at what like girls versus guys are doing, like a lot of the things guys are doing, don't get begged for like being an eating disorder behavior. So like, I've had a lot of experiences on dates where guys will be like, oh yeah, I intermittent fast every single day. Or like, I don't eat any carbs. And it just seems like the most normal dude ever. And I'm like, where the fuck did he learn that habit? You know, like here I am shielding the fact that I know what like bioavailable supplements are. And then this guy is just off the cuff talking about like intermittent fasting. So I think always bring it up. Like if it is a part of you, it's going to come up anyway. And it is kind of weird if you like, don't feel, I don't know if you're hiding anything on a date. It's and I think it's important to like bring it up too, because I think like, if you don't, then like some like anxieties are going to then like get like exposed to them. Or like, you might like freak out, like if, you know, they want to like get dinner somewhere or if like, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's like important to bring up because then like, if it is such a big part of who you are, like, you know, that can kind of be like, you know, a pillar that like maybe someone will be able to get behind and maybe something that like some person like just doesn't care about. And like, if there's someone who's not going to be able to respect that, then like, obviously Do you like, be not worthwhile. Yeah. I think if you're dating and like, you're not really in this stage where you're like looking for anything serious. Like when I first started dating, I didn't really care what the guys like lifestyle habits were like now that Emma and I are older, like we're both like looking for like our, who we're going to marry one day. <laughs> like we're just like done with the whole casual dating. And like, yes. I, I don't, I'm wanna, ready to commit. I'm ready to commit. I'm just trying to get married. I'm trying to find someone that I can just like live with and like vibe with. And like, we have very similar lifestyles and everything. So I feel like I'm at a point where like so many lifestyle factors are non-negotiable for mm-hmm. me. It's not like you got to be like eating sea moss. But you need oh. things that like, you know, that can be like compatible with someone else. And like, they, they, they need to be able to like, you know, step up to the plate and like be able to like get a what get behind your like lifestyle practices. Like when I first started dating, I never had the intention of like, oh, I want to move in with someone day, someone one day. I would like, let's imagine us going on a vacation together. Like how would we both structure that? You know, like I, for example, if I was going on a vacation, I would go somewhere that had a kitchen and I would like grocery shop to cut costs for like half my meals. Then the other half I would eat out. Like I would try to go on a walk every single morning. Like you kind of, as you get older with dating, you're like, try to find someone that is like fitting into your life to agree. Like dating is a little bit selfish. Like it is like you are a puzzle pieces, like finding each other. But like, if I had someone and they didn't want to do half that shit, yikes, how would I get married to them? How would we even live together? Like if they're going to Postmates every single meal and like grocery shopping is one of my favorite things, like it might just not fucking work. Right. Um, I never thought about this stuff until recently, until I seriously like analyzed, like what a partner would be, you know, what would make a good duo. And it sucks. Cause Emma and I talk about this all the time. Like if you think about someone made a good analogy on TikTok, like a puzzle piece, if someone is very not boring. I'm not going to say that, but just a very straight shooter. They're like a square, right? 
if you have a lot of weird interests, if you drink alternative milk and like listen to this fucking podcast, you're probably a little bit of a weirdo. Your puzzle piece is probably like a 13-sided piece puzzle piece. To find someone to fit that, it's going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. Dating has been such a fucking struggle. Like if I'm going to be dead ass honest, like I have tried to mold myself into being that square so guys would like me. And now I'm at this point where I'm just like, wow, I'm going to be alone because I am so weird if I'm dead ass honest about who I am. That's scary. And you might be in that part too. Like if you've never had your first kiss, never had any dating experiences, you're in college, you feel like you're a late bloomer, but I don't know. I would rather be with myself and my whole self than be with someone and have to water myself down for half my fucking Well, then life. it'll be like, obviously like everyone will find someone. It'll like feel more special if, yeah. if you do like allow yourself to be who you are and then like allow yourself to like wait for like that other like special unique figure to like find you as well yeah and I don't believe in any of that shit like it's gonna happen to you when you're not looking (laughs) bitch I haven't been looking frankly so shut up um I think getting off TikTok dating advice is a big thing like that just because someone else said like here's what your hinge profile should look like you know yourself the best Mm -hmm. um I think Emma and I bounce each other's ideas off about dating but we keep saying back to each other it's like you are the only person that has experienced that exact experience with the other person mm-hmm. you were dating. So like, I can't really give you advice. I can give you like a second pair of eyes. If like that guy's like a fucking red flag run away, but you have to like learn that. And it's dating is practice. I think I wish I was told that earlier that like every experience is like a worthy experience. Mm-hmm. Heartbreak is helpful, whatever the fuck. Um, back to more wellness stuff. So this is another question we get a lot about. A lot of people talk about this, um, wellness is being the super expensive elitist thing. It is if you like follow for the that girl aloe yoga aesthetic and like granted, yes, even if you don't, it can still be expensive, but I think it's just like justifying and like cutting back in certain areas to be able to afford certain things if they like truly are value to you. Yeah. Um, I think you could look and once again, I think thinking about health and lifestyle choices through a very individualistic manner is really stupid. I'm like, I'm not going to judge someone for going in an Uber that was $50 over the weekend. That's how they want to spend their money. Not my fucking business. Right. And I think since Emma and I have this podcast, we get a lot of eyes. I know I do as well. I get DMs like, how can you afford ritual multivitamin? How can you afford this? Like your lifestyle just must be so elite and pretentious. Once again, the internet, very one-dimensional. You're not seeing what I'm not spending money on. I've Ubered three times in my life twice to the airport. Um, I don't have a friend group. I never eat at a restaurant. Like there are ways that I'm cutting back, you know, and like, you guys don't know how much money I might I make as well. And so when we give like, Hey, here's the supplement that I take, it might be out of your price range, right? Like I couldn't afford to take all the supplements until recently. And I think the way that I justify it, like I was thinking about this when I was doing stuff for athletic greens, like it's $3 a day for athletic greens. Like I was looking at it. I'm like, Holy shit. It's $90 for a month. But if you're going out and getting a coffee every single day from Starbucks, good for you. Like that's how you want to spend your money. But you also could get athletic greens if you wanted to comp that for a different lifestyle habit, right? So they are choices. And I, you know, we do understand that there are food apartheid and food deserts across well, America. Like, you create, yeah, barriers. Yeah. And then another bigger point is that like foods that are quote more processed in nature are going to be subsidized by the government. Like any sort of like fast food, that category um, processed snack foods. Yeah. Those are a lot cheaper than going out to the farmer's market. Like I fucking know that <laughs> like going to Trader Joe's is like a decently expensive, inexpensive experience in my opinion for growth, for, um, fruits and vegetables and stuff. So like there's obvious ways to cut costs. You could buy all frozen, which I do for most of my produce. Um, the, you know, the vitamins and multivitamins and stuff only take what you need. 
Um, don't eat out all the time. Don't do a juice cleanse. Right. So don't buy like random, like adaptogens. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's definitely ways to make it more affordable. I think another thing that I do, like, I kind of joke about this, but it's like, I was thinking about my food. Like, okay. I had like potatoes that were super dirt cheap. And then I have like a $15 nut butter. Like that maybe doesn't equal out, but in my head, it's like, okay, like, yeah, my sourdough bread was like a loaf for this much. My eggs are so cheap. Um, so there are ways to cut costs. I think it, it just gets in this territory. If like all of your food is from the air one hot bar, yeah, that's expensive. And I don't think that's what wellness is. And I think that's what Emma and I are trying to get past. Like I felt super unwell when I was doing all of this like fancy stuff. Yeah. Like when I had all the protein powders and the adaptogens and dust, like I still probably was like depressed and sad, like capitalism, like just spending your money doesn't like put a bandaid over like how you actually feel. And so like having Emma, having the podcast, having the community, like I feel well because of those factors, you know, I could not take my supplements for a month. Who knows what actually would happen to me internally, but I could just eat like potatoes in the forest with Emma and I'd be so happy. Right. Yeah. And like wellness is like, it means so much more than like what is in your pantry. And I think like, that's like something that like a lot of people forget about. It's like more than like the, you know, yoga sets that you're wearing and like the powders that you have in your pantry. It's like, there's so many more layers to it. Yeah. And I think like another thing too, is like, just don't eat out. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally cook your own food. Like I remember, like, I would always be like the only person like at like it my internship very and yeah. like at work, like packing my own lunches when like everyone else would like go to sweet green and like, yeah, I just like wouldn't go with them to like go and eat that. And it's like, well, because I want to be able to like, a just like, I, if I have food in my apartment, I'm going to make it yeah. and eat it so that I can then afford to like, yeah, have my protein powder or like get like a nicer nut butter and like, yeah, that can, can maybe like limit you at like having certain like, you know, social experiences, but I think like you can still connect with people like in other ways. And that's why I am grateful for like Geneva and having someone who's so like-minded like Kate, yeah. because it's like, at least like they get it and like understand I can still feel like connected, even if I'm not like actually like proactively like hanging out with like them. Yeah. And I think like the, the first part of this podcast, Emma and I are talking about like friend groups that would always be hanging out and having to prove that they were friends through ex- through spending disposable income mm-hmm. i think emma and i have the best times we're just walking around for free like fucking idiots and sometimes right? we don't even talk <laughs> yeah literally like half the walk today we were just both like staring in space but um i think a good friend is someone that gets it like i've had to kind of say that with some people that are like oh do you want to go to this restaurant and i'm just like hey dog I don't have $50 to drop this Saturday. Like we don't talk about money a lot in the country generally. So I think it is very awkward. It is very awkward. Like Emma was saying, I've had that thing with the coworker where like, it's so odd. All my coworkers, when I worked in an office, were like, oh my God, you pack your lunch every single day. I'm like, yeah, if I didn't, my mom would probably slap me and say, why did you just waste money and go get $17 at sweet Also, like, why would I want to pay $15 to get like IBS? (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think it just back to the point, like, People are good people. And if you shouldn't feel like you have to justify your habits so much. Also, another thing that I've been really internalizing is like, no one gives a fuck what you do. Do you remember what I posted on my Instagram story yesterday, Emma? Hardly. No. Yeah. I don't remember your last Instagram feed post. So like all of this weird social media stuff, like no one cares what your fucking feed looks like. No one cares what photo six in your photo dump looked like. Right. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Like, don't worry if you have to tell a coworker, like, oh, sorry, I can't go to sweet green today. Like they're going to fucking forget about it and think about their own problems with their like boyfriend or something. Mm -hmm. They're not going to like think about you. So just like really start to internalize that. And it's like, it's hard to have those first conversations. I felt like I was like a fucking loser from the Midwest that was like bringing my fucking potatoes to work. But like, it's fine. It is so fine. And I think it makes it easier once you really say like, oh yeah, I'm literally just another human that like 
Yeah. I, I don't matter that much. Uh, fine. Like, yeah, that might like sound shitty, but it like, honestly, I feel like it helps me at least just like, remember that like, oh yeah, it's like fine that I'm just kind of like being a loser wearing sweatpants, eating potatoes. Cause I'm sure there's like, well, there are, I know like thousands of other people from Geneva that are probably doing the same exact thing. And it's like, oh, well, at least I know I'm like not actually like a total loser or like alone in this yeah. experience. And it's also like, if you ever feel the FOMO and you feel like you want to go out, go out, yeah. put on makeup, go see what it's like. I do it. And then I'm like, well, I want to be in bed right now. Mm-hmm. I'm out there at the function of texting Emma. Up. I can't keep up. I'm making memes in the corner. So don't feel like you have to be in the binary of like, I'm a going out person or I'm a wellness person. You can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to learn more about yourself. Um, the next part I think Emma and I wanted to include was like our wellness flaws. Cause I don't think Emma and I try to be super cookie cutter. Once you guys watch the film of like how we actually live throughout the day, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Um, But some of the, some of the wellness flaws, I think the biggest thing that I've struggled with is ever feel like I'm doing enough. I think I get in that mindset with New York with like workout classes and like, did I run enough today? Was I fast enough? Like that's an internal thing that still lives with me. And I think with food, I'm always questioning, like, am I eating too much? Am I eating too little? out of a good place because I do not want to restrict myself. I don't want my metabolism to get fucked up. I don't Mm. want to lose my period, but I just struggle. I'm like, do I need to eat like a full other meal or do I need to eat like less? And so I think that's a weird like mental thing that I still really struggle with. If I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like I struggle with a lot of like, yeah, am I eating too much or am I eating too little? And I think like, that's just like an area that like, I kind of, I've gotten better at. And I think like, this is actually like, I feel like the first time in a while where like, I'm just like trusting myself and not actually like calorie counting. Like I will admit I have calorie counted for like a really long portion of my like life. And I haven't really like told that to people on the podcast. It's like, I don't want to give people like the bad impression. And I think like, it's normal. And like, I don't think it's bad that like you and I like still struggle because it's like, I want people to know that like, yeah, like everyone struggles. And like some people like I don't like, we always talk about how like you can't ever like fully be like well or like recovered. And like, maybe some people can make the argument that like, yeah, I know you fully can like recover and like be okay. But I mean, you know, it just like varies by each individual person. But I mean, I definitely feel like I struggle with like, am I doing like enough in like my life? And I think that just like kind of comes down to like a part of like, I have never like fit in with like really like a friend group or anyone. Like I don't really have friends. Like I have Kate and like, that's about it. Um, And so I feel like in order for me to like prove like my value and like self-worth, I feel like I have to like kind of like perform and like do yeah. like the most for people to like know that like, oh yeah, like she is like cool and like doing things. And that just like comes from like a point of like insecurity. I oh, think same. me too. I think exactly. I feel like I have to perform to look a certain way. I had this internal monologue that like I work out all the time and probably no one thinks that I can lift the two pound dumbbell. Like no one thinks that I'm athletic. No one thinks that I take care of my health and wellness. Like, I don't know why I feel like I have to perform an identity. And I, and think- I feel like I have to do it because I need to like, since I don't go out and I don't have a friend group, I feel like I have to be Justify. like, well, this is, I don't do that because like, I'm busy doing this yeah. stuff. Like I'm busy taking my magnesium, wishing that I could be carefree, you yeah. know, like sometimes. Um, and I think that's kind of where the memes come in. Like it is from a place of insecurity, totally like that. We're like, yeah, you know, I didn't feel comfortable declining the social invitation. So I just made up some excuse. Like I was texting guys like, sorry, I'm foam rolling my IT band. I can't really hang out tonight. Right. Like what is the underlying issue that I don't feel cool enough to go out? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have the cool outfits. I don't feel like I'm pretty enough. I don't feel like anyone would want to be around me. I don't feel like a guy would hit on me at a bar. So it is, it is a place of like insecurity to have this more isolated introverted thing and I think also it's like when you are like so introverted at least for me like I'm like I'm just socializing with my all the time and so I think like it can get into like a really dangerous place where I just like start to like spiral and like question everything so it's like I think unfortunately like in order for myself to like 
I don't want to say like suppress like feelings, but like in order to like suppress like unwanted thoughts, I just like have to stay like really preoccupied and like activities and something else. Yeah. And like that, like unfortunately, like I'm not gonna like sitting and like just like being like I'm gonna be being alone myself but yeah. I can't just like sit and like chill out like I have to be actively doing things or otherwise like my brain will like you know kind of scatter off into like different areas that like I don't really want to like and everyone, go into and everyone goes to those dark places and like the one thing that I've helped with it's like you know Emma and I always say we're never going to be chill we're never going to do meditation that comes out of the insecurity that it's like deep down a lot of us are scared to be alone with ourselves mm-hmm. like I am scared of like the darkest and de- evil thoughts I have about myself and so yeah I'm gonna go on a run to forget that I like running obviously and I like drinking my magnesium and going to bed because I feel great the next day but part of it is it is hiding you know that's why people binge drink that's why people do drugs that's why people do it's a way to cover up like the unwanted thoughts that you don't want to experience yeah and the only thing that's really helped me recently that I've gotten into in the new year is this one book called the artist's way and there's an exercise in it that you have to do it's a 13 week book it's like you read 10 pages a week and it has like different journal prompts but the exercise that is like the most bitchy exercise in the book you have to do is called the morning pages you have to sit down the first thing you wake up write three pages stream of consciousness one day I read it and it was like my stomach hurts I need to take a shit and then it was like I'm gonna gonna podcast later like oh god I I hope that this goes well I hope that I don't have like IT band inflammation um I wonder why that guy ghosted me I wonder if this guy's gonna text me right it's it's very stream of consciousness but it's helped me a lot to be alone with myself because I you know deep down scared of myself I always listen to podcasts I don't want to have my own thoughts I want someone else to give me a thought Mm -hmm. but it is good to really be honest with yourself and I think that's one thing that's helped me a lot with dating particularly is realizing patterns that you've had it's a really scary thing like if you look at why did all these dating things not work out or why did all these friendships not work out or why did I have all these jobs every single job I've had I've hated maybe it is a you problem that's more scary to address right and if you want to beat the cycle and the habits like you do have to change and that's like the scarier part that like yeah, I got to change how I interact with the world. Like every time that I'm hangry and walking home, I can't just lash out at someone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the scarier part. And that's definitely like a wellness flaw that I have that I think I am hesitant to be super chill and peaceful. Um, I know that I wish I could, I wish I could do yoga and hang from the ceiling and not give a fuck and just go drink my drink green juice and then go do this and be carefree and flow, go with the flow. But like I'm just scared of that for some reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like, honestly, a lot, a lot of the wellness flaws that Emma and I have. Yes. Um, the next one I said is a joke. I'm like on TikTok till 11 PM. Um, I just try to go to bed and my neighbors are really noisy and I just sit and scroll and my eyes are probably broken. And you know, the mind body green guy, Jacob Walcub, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck is probably saying, Kate, what are you doing? Um, that's one of them. And then also Emma and I, uh, just don't drink water. Sometimes it's four hours and I just have not seen a liquid. <laughs> For some reason, I can down all the coffee in the world, but when it comes to water, I'm like, Mm. I'm good. I'm going to pretend she doesn't exist. I need like a little like flavor thing, like the nude hydration tabs or something special. Uh, It's just a boring habit. It's the most rigid habit you can have, but it's just uh, pretty boring. Yeah. So that's the, that's the wellness as a young person, you know, Emma and I are still struggling. We might look on paper, like we're super girl boss. I want you guys to know that we're not we don't always have it together and we go through a lot of like the hard experiences that I'm sure all of you guys experience. And I mean, like, luckily I think like Geneva has like normalized a lot of like the uncomfortable things that it, that comes with like being ultra, like, you know, and like into wellness and whatnot. But I think it is important to check yourself. Like if you are in this more isolated introverted habit, like it is sometimes good exposure therapy to go out and do the things that are scary because you realize like, 
one, do I actually like the habits that I'm living in this life I put myself down? Or do I wish I could go out more? Like, how could I make those opportunities happen more for me? Or do I just damn wish I was with my magnesium and potatoes, right? You mm-hmm. learn a lot about yourself. Um, so the next, the so, next section, some of you guys might not know this, but we're going to do a live tweet reading. We've done these in the hot girl summer episodes that we literally recorded in March of last year, which like was not summer, not but it timing. was like, you know, 70 degrees. So we thought it was summer. It's out of climate change. But Emma and I, as we said earlier in the pod, oh yeah, our names, so like vitamin E girl, miscatosis, whatever. We'll come up with new names and we'll think of them, but we're going to redo some of our tweets. I'm not going to read ones that are a little bit questionable, but we'll read the good ones that are funny. We think, um, a lot of it is me swearing and stuff. Yes. Um, I'll start. Um, okay. I said, well, I said I'm overdue for a random 30 year old man to terrorize me. TBH. What's a substance I can abuse that won't hurt my gut flora. Ordering an Isabel Morant top off the real real as I hold a weighted plank for two minutes. They should make ashwagandha blunts. Awesome is such a male gendered word. Not too many people can say that they have the body of a swimmer. Uh, what else do I have? As a grown man, why are you ordering a custom salad? The way coffee immediately tastes like garbage when it's made from dark roast beans. Wait, I forgot that Trump was our president for every single day. Always engage your core and always take the stairs. Just eat walnuts and blueberries before you talk to me. Going to become an expert on blockchain and crypto tonight. Off to buy Selsun Blue for my uncured fungus, which is still uncured if you really want to know. So sick of every hummus brand using seed oil in all caps. <laughs> it's going to be a meme. Um, jaywalking to Whole Foods for Cilium Husk listening to last Friday night by Katy Perry. Need to become a housewife so I can make bone broth all day. Is chicken pox even real? People on here need to become obsessed with overtraining or taking 23,000 steps or like scrubbing dishes because I just saw six euphoria tweets in a row. Like, shut up. Memes are essentially NFTs. Spirulina and protein powder are miracle drugs. Not Emma and I randomly getting on a call with Ty Haney. I need to go somewhere warm. Um, what else do I have? The drilling mouth emoji is so disgusting. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of just like screenshots of weird men sliding into my DMs, which I won't read. Um, just trade on the micro mini Mew Mew knockoff skirt at Brandy Melville. And, and I just typed in a bunch of random letters because it was a traumatizing experience. No offense, but can incels get a job besides direct messaging me photos of my face? That was from the West Elm Caleb saga. Rest in peace. That was terrible. Just bought the cutest little bundle of cilantro. Going to California and just hike all day, I think, which TBD. Drinking peppermint vanilla tea with apple cider vinegar because I have indigestion from a bratwurst I just ate. LMAO. Next steps. Flee the country, delete social media, survive off of bone broth, become a gardener or something. It never happens, so don't worry about it. Hate to say it, but FKA Twigs is in her flop era. Which is very fucking true. That new album, garbage. I know. Like, my soul cycle instructor plays every now and then, but it's not um, good. Um, I said, I don't know what euphoria is. <laughs> I love being insane. Like, today I woke up at 5.30 a.m. to lift weights, and I was the only woman, and then city biked home and chugged green juice and ate 40 grams worth of protein and still managed to be the first person to log into work. Jesus Christ. Um, I want to get married so I can take my husband's name and everyone forgets who I am, which is very fucking true. Like, that is a whole point where you can change your identity when you lose your maiden name, if you take it. Um, not me ending up on a date with a crypto f- boy who eats keto. That happened first two minutes of the date. He goes, yeah, I love keto and I'm cri- into crypto. Headphones are the modern day security blanket. Yeah, that is fucking true. 
they don't know I'm listening to a podcast about DNA, DNA methylization in my Nike tabby sneakers. Poog podcast having six ad breaks for a single 15 minute episode. True hag behavior. What the hell? Yeah. Did any of you guys listen to Poog? I've, I've listened to a few of the episodes. Um, hmm. Then I just have a grocery list, which is ketoconazole cream, a camcorder and miso paste. Um, not groceries, but I needed some more fungal thing. A lot of my tweets are about fungus. I'm sorry. I'm going to um, pre-workout is the blood of Christ and protein powder is the body of Christ. I can't wait for my number one reply guy, Andrew Howard, to spew some nonsense. So there's been this guy that has been a reply guy for me for like two years and he slides into every one of my stories and I just let him. And he's like, why don't you follow me back at this point? I'm like, babes, I still don't know who the fuck you are. Oh, this weekend album sucks. I just want clips of the man from the radio station talking, which is Jim Carrey, but um, Ray Bar just, Ray's Bar emailed me to collab. I declined it. God is just a boy in a Jesus costume. (laughs) I said, love my morning routine of three mad fit workout videos and a walk to FedEx to print off a Depop label. Hashtag small business. Had a five minute conversation with a woman in the locker room who was butt ass naked about my puffer coat. Said, just posted my first IG reel. I've lost any cool cool girl aura I may have had at one point. Going to a pre-Vatican church where the women have to wear the sexy little veils on their heads is in for 2022. Just texted my mom at Adjustive Enzyme brand and she replied with a photo of my older sister getting her wedding dress fitted. <laughs> That's my fucking reality. Um, let's see here. When I get to be a total dork in my Speedo and Crocs, that is the real meme. Oh, this is a great one that Emma and I, um, I need to repent for the fact that Emma and I would put silken tofu in smoothies. What the fuck? What the fuck? New York City is a beautiful city when you don't have a bunch of parts and students clogging up the damn place. Yeah. Someone just called MNI Gen Z goop. <laughs> um, I think Blank Street Coffee is a Ponzi scheme. That might not even be relatable. It's just this like coffee shop that has locations everywhere. Um, listening to Christmas chill house music while eating cauliflower rice. What is going on? Love walking to Whole Foods, listening to an audiobook about A1 casein versus A2 casein. <laughs> um, Everyone at the airport is such a little freak. <laughs> I don't even have any more good ones. I mean, what part are we in? In December? In December. Oh, okay. So this is a funny thing. So everyone that's in my personal life knows that I have a reoccurring theme of men named Max. I have so many things of guys named Max. Like I, it was at one point where I would check Hinge every single day when I was on dating apps. My most compatible would be a guy named Max. And so one point it said my most compatible was a guy named Maxton. And I said new COVID variant dropped. Because <laughs> what the fuck? Um... Pairing my wild caught I caught sockeye salmon with celestial seasonings, Bengal spice tea. If you know, you know. Yeah, if you do know, you know. Said tofu feels performative at this point. Chia seed water feels very feminine, and not even I, as a woman, would touch that. Um, I said I love archiving paid partnership content, and then the brand reached out to me and said, "You can't archive that." Um. I said, I honestly had to be stop being vegan because I couldn't be a sober vegan runner. Something had to give about my identity. <laughs> Hate when I'm in my luteal phase and have to eat the motherfucking sesame seeds and sunflower seeds. Oh, I sure I'm in my luteal right now. Um, what else is there? Oh, I said, just bleached my toilet for a sneaky link. That was, that was my worst part of my dating, everyone. LMAO got carded for purchasing a Reese's beverage. I literally had to show my ID buying a Reese's beverage at the bodega. I was like, bro, what, what is this? Yeah, that's weird. Some man just asked if we could hang at my apartment. Do I look like a rehabilitation center for broken as fuck men? Now my dad FaceTiming me during the clothing sale to ask me how to take a probiotic. Oh yeah, Emma and I had a fucking clothing sale. A few of you girlies went. 
Um, anyways, I feel like that's all I got. What about you, dog? Yeah, just kind of gets into Repetitive. like other randomness. Yeah, you know, it's like the same four or five thoughts. Just like tweet, I just tweet them in like different ways. Yeah. Um, I'm back in November. This is way too fucking far. Oh, I have like a reoccurring thing with my neighbors that are like NYU kids and they're just loud as fuck, like jumping. So I tweeted them, hey, can y'all talk a little quieter? Thanks. They said, no problem. And I was going to text them back. Yeah, thanks. So absolutely nothing changed about the volume. Thank you for that. No. But I didn't. Um, so that was a lot of reading. That was um, a lot of reading. Um, Kate, what are we going to do now? We're going to go to Kanji Village, but I'm debating what we change our names to. Like, I kind of want to be... I can't be anything with CMOS. I want to be like mackerel, Miss Mackerel. <laughs> oh, I might be Miss Mackerel. That's great. I want to be Cillian with something though. It's so funny. What about you? I might do something with like called him peptides. Peptide pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Peptide princess. Collagen. It's got to be like a weird name. Like I want to be like, what's like a weird ingredient or weird supplement name? Like ATP atomization um well we'll think of something we're gonna post in some way i actually have a great photo that i'm going to i just want to need to show it to you this is literally you and me (laughs) (laughs) it's a photo of two like baboons i'm gonna make this into a meme somehow but yeah thank you but anyway cmos girlies that was this week's episode we love you oh so much oh so much and you know we hope that you guys care that the memes are back this the video for introducing you guys to what supple is will be coming out soon. And we're excited to have you see Moss Girlies. Bada bing, bada boom. Farewell. Bye.